Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Folks, a phenomenon some may have recognized or noticed and others maybe not, that newsrooms across the nation are shrinking. A new nonprofit newsroom carves out a niche here in the NOLA Market and Tan Trung, WWL Multimedia Journalist, releases a new podcast about same. Tan, welcome to the show. No, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. Uh, a very interesting uh, podcast about, um, you know, a phenomenon that's going on that some people might be paying attention to, others not so much. Uh, tell us about it. Well, look, I mean, true, truth be told, obviously, I'm, you know, we've, we've been in the news business. I've been in the news business for quite some time, and um, it's something of a personal interest of mine because it's my livelihood. But I think that especially today with the proliferation of digital media and social media, we have so many options of where to get our news and information. And I think it's important for us to know what's happening within the news industry because how we're getting and where we're getting our news is heavily influenced by how that news is gathered. And I think if you look at all the newsrooms across the country, when it's, whether it's a newspaper, whether it's television, radio, anywhere, you know, everything is shrinking because the, it's all profit-driven. You know, obviously, news industries, if they're a profit-driven newsroom, they're looking to turn a profit because they have to answer their shareholders. And that's causing a lot of strain on the news industry because with budgets as they are, uh, you're looking to cut costs, and that usually means reducing people, so on and so forth. And so now you're looking at a thinner newsroom trying to gather the same amount of news that everybody expects us to have. And I think that you know what Verite News, which is the focus of this week's podcast, represents is sort of the shift in getting away from the profit-driven uh, kind of model that we've been used to. And I think that it represents this kind of interesting point for anybody that's really consuming news at this point. The two founders of Verite News, uh, known to a lot of people in the city in New Orleans, I, I know David mm-hmm. Francis, I know of Terry Bakke, not as well as, uh, uh, you know, I know David, but uh, kind of two hallmarks in the news industry for a long time. Yeah, and they, they go back to the times Picayune in the what many would consider the good old days when you had, you know, seven days, 
uh, you know, multiple editions. And there was heavy consumption of newspaper reading during that time. But obviously, we are all used to now seeing newspapers move to digital. Uh, and we've seen the tremendous change at the Times-Picayune over the years. Now it's the New Orleans Advocate Times-Picayune consolidation. And they kind of saw that transition when they had to reduce and cut back on physical printing. Uh, the readership dropped, and then they had to figure out what the model was going to be for what eventually became NOLA.com, which is where most of us would probably turn the news uh, on any given morning. And I think they they kind of give us this kind of peek into where we are media-wise because you're looking at some of the folks who served in – you know, the, the traditional roles in what we'd call traditional media, newspaper, television, and radio. And now we're all trying to figure out where and how do we make news viable and available for people in the digital age. And, you know, what they came up with is Verite News. And I think that this right now is, I'm not sure. I don't think anybody in the news industry, in the media industry knows where things are going, but this could represent a model that we're going to start seeing uh, for quite some time, I think. When he was describing both Terry and David, describing the structure of the organization, it it kind of occurred to me, what jumped out of my mind was the old, you know, the KISS adage, keep it simple, stupid, you know, because he kind of described these complex news organization of having deep structures, complicated debt structure, shareholder responsibility, and you know, they wanted to embark upon a nonprofit uh, newsroom and, and kind of have their capital in place before they they ever took a step. And it seems as though they were able to accomplish same. Yeah. And, and you know, for people who are unfamiliar with what Verite News is or who Verite News is, they're a nonprofit newsroom. They were established in 2022 uh, with some grants and foundation work from the Ford Foundation and some journalism projects. And. You know, as Terry Bakke and David Francis, who are basically the, the head of Verite News, told me, they're not looking to do the news that we're used to. And that is, they're not looking to cover breaking news crime. They're not looking to cover sports. And any listener right now who's hearing this might think, well, that doesn't sound like much of a newsroom to me. And that could very well be just what Terry Bakke and David Francis are after. They're not looking to be reflective of what the news is right now. They're very specifically going after an audience and trying to cater their news to an audience that they feel is underserved, which is traditionally the black community, people of color. And they're trying to tell those stories that often most newsrooms would probably overlook. And it goes back to resources and the choices of how to spend those resources. Now, Uh, usually a traditional newsroom is going to try to get, and go after stories that have the highest amount of appeal to the highest number of people. Verite News is not going that route, and they don't have to worry about answering to shareholders because they're a nonprofit. They're specifically going after the stories that they feel that mainstream media or you know traditional media is not going after. So when when you take a look at what they're doing, um, I, I think it's very interesting in how they're approaching this, and I don't think it's just a niche. They call it a niche right now, but, you know, their strategy and how they're trying to get their news viewed and consumed uh, is very interesting to me because it's not just on their website anymore. I think you called it at one point during the podcast doom scrolling, you know, about the looking yeah. and, and all the bad news. And, 
And I think it was David that said that, you know, New Orleanians uh, like to criticize themselves. And it's true. Uh, we do. Uh, and Very true. He said he wants to take on more of the cheerleader, right, to uh, talk about these personal interests, success stories. Yeah, in a way. And, and I, you know, you bring up a great point there, Newell, because, the, you know, as they said, they're not looking to cover particular just singular crimes They're if they're going to cover crime they're going to take a more holistic approach to it to take a look at say carjackings why are there more young kids turning to carjackings rather than just focusing on i'll just take for example the the carjacking from a couple of years ago uh in which the the lady was carjacked from her car and then had her arm ripped off and eventually died they're not necessarily interested in covering that particular crime but they'll take a look at some of the root causes of what is driving certain individuals, certain youth to commit crimes like that. Um, and when we're talking about doom scrolling, you know, just go through your social media feed. Um, we tend to kind of go to those places, whether it be crime or just those sensational stories, to take a look. And, you know, to be fair, that's very engaging because often these headlines are written for us to kind of go there. Verite News is not going to cater to that audience, and that, that they're very specific about that. Um, but what we're seeing and how they're presenting their news, I wouldn't say it's necessarily feel-good stories, but they're trying to find a way to present news that would ultimately be solutions-based, whether it be housing, whether it be poverty. They're trying to give certain communities a, a voice or a vision to kind of figure out where they are and how they can improve their situation in life and not necessarily just be, you know, the, the blood and guts of, of what New Orleans is sometimes. And as David said, you know, we, we tend to love the city. We love our city, but we also tend to talk very bad about it. And rightly so sometimes. There, there are some true issues that the city of New Orleans is lacking, and we need to address those. And, you know, New Orleanians are very colorful when they're talking about their own city, for sure. There was one thing that struck me as odd, that, and I don't remember who said it, but it was along the lines of what you're talking about relative to poverty and other issues. And they quickly identified those uh, uh, both racial and ethnic groups that fall within that kind of unrepresented person in the context of poverty, being black, Hispanic, Asian, LGBTQ community and otherwise. And it kind of struck me as odd because when you look at the breakdown of poverty in this country, because they're more whites, they're more whites that, that are impoverished. Um, and it's funny how we, we just kind of run to the stereotypical uh, categorization as it relates to poverty and other issues like that. And it just kind of struck me as, as a little bit odd because I don't know that poverty and some of these other issues are unique to any race or ethnic group. You know, you bring up a good point, Newell, and I think the, the term that, I, that I've heard most sometimes is when, you know, minorities or people of color are kind of talked about in, in news, they, they're framed in a deficit, and they call it deficit framing. And, I, you know, I, I will leave that up to the listener or the audience to figure out whether that, that's a situation that is valid. But for Verite, they're very much trying to represent what they see is an inequity in general media. Um, they tend to see newsrooms that are run by non-minorities, white, uh, white officials and white executives that don't necessarily often think about 
the communities that they're reporting on or they think about it in a certain way. And that could be when, you know, just to kind of on, on the other side of the coin, if you're a news executive, sometimes you're looking at the black community as a source of news uh, only in the frame of crime or only through the lens of crime. Um, if you're looking at the Hispanic community, sometimes you view the Hispanic community only through the lens of immigration, um, so on and so forth. So what I think Verite is trying to do is be a counter to what they see is something that's happening in mainstream media. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what I think is more fascinating for me as somebody within the media industry, the news industry, whatever you'd like to call it, is how Verite is trying to position itself now and its messaging. Because even if, and I mentioned this in the podcast, even if you don't believe in this idea of diversity or even if you don't believe in this concept that traditional newsrooms won't treat certain communities in a fair way or in a certain way, um, you might come across some of Verite's content because now they're partnering with mainstream media, specifically within New Orleans with Fox 8 News. So Fox 8 has a segment sometimes on their morning show where they'll invite on a reporter from Verite to talk about some of the content and some of the news reporting that they're doing on their website. So in a way, what I find interesting is that even if you don't believe in the mission of Verite or you don't believe in any of this ideals, you may come across its content because TV, much like radio sometimes, is sort of a passive way of getting your content. It's not like you're going online to seek out your content, which many people are doing. When you're sitting in front of the television, if you're listening to the radio, the content that comes across to you sometimes is something that you may not be interested in, but you might get exposed to. And what I think that partnership for Fox 8 and Ver between Fox 8 and Verite represents is sort of this new mosaic of where media is, where because you have these resource-strapped newsrooms, you're now seeing these partnerships that everybody's trying to kind of gain because they're trying to improve and expand their coverage. And I think that, that to me, is a fascinating aspect of, of where things are media-wise. Do you think it's about expanding coverage, or is, is it about the desire for more quality content? Um, you know, in in a bunch of different subcategories, right? Um, whether it be mainstream or personal interest stories or, or whatever it may be, because uh, it what strikes me, and I, and and I know the history of David Francis, and I know that you know he is very much in tune to quality content. Uh, quality content is what is what uh, you know. Uh, uh, translates into success, whether you're Verite as a nonprofit newsroom or if you're a, pro, uh, a for-profit newsroom. Um, I do agree that that for-profit model um, is challenged because they got to move the needle in a number of different ways as opposed to a, a nonprofit. Yeah, I, I think it could be both, Newell. I, I think that it, it could be part you know, part of that partnership, not just speaking to Fox 8 and Verite, but a partnership between media companies and media outlets right now, I think, A, it can certainly serve to expand your coverage or give the, this veneer of look at the amount of, you know, breadth and news uh, and area of news that we're covering. But it also could also bolster what what type of journalism that you're doing, what type of content that you're covering. And at the end of the day, I'd like to think that anybody in journalism right now cares about quality. And, and I think that 
ultimately, if you do quality journalism, that will hopefully you know get people's eyeballs and and ears uh, to listen and watch your your stories. Uh, so I think it could be both. But you know, the cynical side of me too, and this is what happens when you're in in the news business for for too long, like I have been. Um, I think that right now every company, anybody in the media game in the news industry, uh, is trying to stay relevant and being relevant you have to kind of be everywhere and when you're looking at the competition that we're seeing on youtube you can just sit at home and just bring up anything on youtube and it's a ton of content there and what we're trying to do now is you know radio stations as newspapers and tv stations as well is compete with something that is vast which is the internet and i think that at this point anybody that's in news is trying to kind of like diversify what they're presenting and hopefully do it in a way that is viewed as quality as well. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a number of different ways to reach and engage the audience. Um, it, but I like you believe that it all become it all comes back to the quality of the content. I mean, the identification of what it is that the consumer has a desire in consuming and making sure that you're delivering that quality product, uh, to them, I, I I happen to think that uh, Verite News is going to be successful. People ask me how you spell that on the text line: V E R I T E. I think it means truth, right, in Latin. It does. Um, it does. Uh, you know, and um, so um, uh, you know, so I mean, I, I I think I think they will be successful because I always think that there's space. I mean, it it's part of I believe of the success of your podcast, right? I mean, you're you're telling special interest stories in a quality way that are meaningful that we we probably wouldn't ordinarily consume in other ways. I mean, just take this story for example. I mean, mm-hmm. in many respects, we're we're covering what is potentially what could be characterized as one of our competitors right but there's a special there's an interest there's an interest to this there's a there's a nuance to this that's important and look and you know truth be told like i'm i you know i'm trying to keep the the podcast as relevant as anybody else is in the news industry or the media industry uh trying to keep their content relevant as well and taking a page out of verite's book for me to cover what every other TV station in New Orleans is covering or any other radio station is covering in New Orleans wouldn't make sense. So, you know, what we're trying to do and what, you know, WWL Radio is trying to do with the podcast is offer something that is engaging but also unique. And ultimately, and again, it goes back to quality, if it's stuck, you know, if it stinks, then nobody's going to listen. So I I think the emphasis, whether you're a for-profit or non-profit newsroom, um, you have to make something that's quality, and I think that because there is so many, there are so many options for people to turn to nowadays. When you present something, it just has to be of good quality, enough for them to understand who you are, and hopefully return to you to keep consuming the next story. And that's something that I always worry about: is what's my next story going to be? Absolutely, Tom. Where where can they find this uh, 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 podcast? They can find the Town Report, and that's spelled T H A N H. That's the Town Report. That's available anywhere that people get their podcasts. That's on Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth, on the Odyssey app as well. And the story is also on the WWL Radio website now. They can just click on that and take a listen. Another great job, as always. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom Trung, WWL Multimedia Journalist. Have a great weekend, Tom. 
Neil, thank you. Take care. That's Tom Trunk, folks. We'll be right back. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.